Bronze Serpent Media presents A Solid Right Cross Biblical Boxing and Conservative Counterpunching Against Leftist Loons and Godless Goons Authored and read by Alfonso Rachel Or Zoe if you like Chapter 1 Liberalism The Left Hook I'm going in grumpy Now shut up Just a heads up I'm not in a good mood as I write this chapter I'm frustrated and disappointed but despite some of the frustrations I share, the bottom line is, I'm still a Republican. And I'd like to borrow a line from Frederick Douglass. I'm a Republican, a black died in the wool Republican, and I never intend to belong to any other party than the party of freedom and progress. What Freddie D was saying was that he was already a Republican to the core before the fabric of the Republican Party was even sewn together and that his grip on it won't fade. I share this sentiment even though many Republicans get on my nerves. I'm still a Republican, but between you and me, I feel pretty alien in the Republican Party and the so-called conservative tent. I don't feel entirely unwelcome, just more alien. It's like going to church, a building that says church, a facility provided to accommodate folks wanting to gather to learn and abide by the word of God. You know, church. However, you keep running into members wanting to talk about multi-level marketing. You're there to be led to the kingdom, while some are trying to lead you into their pyramid scheme, even though according to them, it's not really a pyramid scheme. Hey, I know it sounds like one, but this is totally different. Like I said, I reckon I'm in the right place, but I feel alien. A lot of Republicans have had similar feelings and have stopped referring to themselves as Republicans. They don't recognize the Republican Party anymore, so they split. I'm in the Republican Party for what characterizes what it is to be a Republican, but that idea seems to be fading out of the tent and replaced by ideas of what others think it should mean to be a Republican. I'm often tempted to drop out of the Republican Party myself. It's not like the majority of who are familiar with my work would really notice I was gone. That's proven. Quit. For a few years, Mediums like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Google have been keeping my work hidden. Do most of my Republican viewers come look for my work? No. They just thought I stopped making videos because they didn't see them in the feeds. One would think if they really valued my work even a little, they might have checked my website or my page to discover that I was still publishing two videos a week. I would get people saying, good to see you're back and making videos again. I haven't seen a video from you in months. Where did you go? And I'm like, actually, it's good to see your back. I haven't stopped making videos. Where did you go? I don't produce videos regularly now because I no longer have enough supportive viewers. And of course I have to consider that maybe it's because my work just sucks. But thank God for the few who do try to help keep me on the scene. But folks give me their reasons for why the thrill is gone. When I was recruited by PJTV, some viewers said that PJTV took control of what I did, and so these viewers didn't like the Zonation videos as much. For the record, PJTV didn't control my content. They didn't tell me how to deliver my content. I think the only suggestion Roger L. Simon had for me was to not put my hands in my pocket so much. PJTV never wrote any of my scripts. They only furnished the studio and crew to record my content and publish them. PJTV only had one stipulation on me, really, and that was to not talk about same-sex marriage. That stipulation itself came to an end, 
and I had free reign to comment on whatever concerned me. The reason why the rant seemed a little more different at PJTV was because for expediency, I used a teleprompter to do my commentary. I couldn't take up studio time doing the rants I used to do. Other commentators had to come do their commentaries too. So yes, using a teleprompter taxed some of the rawness and gave me less time with how creatively I would deliver my points. But with the teleprompter, it was faster to produce. When doing the rants in my own space, I could experiment more with how I delivered my points without crude distraction. But I can't please everybody. When I was doing the brick wall rants and just working with what I had, people complained about the poor production quality. Then, when the production quality improved with PJTV, they said they missed the brick wall rants. Now with the Zoloft, I'm working on balancing production quality with the time I had with the brick wall rants without taking up studio time for other content creators. But now people say they miss Zonation. And then there's a lot of folks who watch Zonation who don't even know that I have a new series called The Zoloft. They just think I quit. I guess it just bugs me that so many people just assume that I gave up. They didn't even check my page or website. They just wrote me off and assumed I quit. I didn't quit. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Google are fading me out. God willing, they won't succeed. Now there is a point to why I'm saying all this. I'm not whining, folks. Knock it off. I'm just pointing out that I sympathize with a lot of people who have stopped referring to themselves as Republican. And it's tempting for me to do the same. I know how you feel and why many of you don't call yourselves Republicans anymore. I sympathize. I feel betrayed, abandoned, and snubbed by other right-leaners in media and a lot of my audience. Just like you feel betrayed, abandoned, and snubbed by Republican representatives. But I'm not ceasing to be a Republican. Lots of people calling themselves Christian get on my nerves too. I'm not going to stop being a Christian because of them. And of course, I probably get on many of their nerves too. I do get tempted to just cease being a Republican. It's hard to ignore the left-wing haters who have kept saying, the Republican Party doesn't care about your black ass. After they're done using you as a mouthpiece against Obama, they're just gonna toss you and your coonery aside and forget about you. It sure does appear that they're right. But it's not like liberals aren't forcing that to happen by shadow banning me and making my work difficult to discover. A bit more on that later. Trolls are hardly even alerted to my post anymore because trolls increase view count. The objective is for liberal social media operatives to keep my view counts low. Low view counts deter potential viewers because low view counts imply uninteresting content. But I understand. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't really expect to be on my audience's mind all the time. And I understand that if they aren't reminded, they'll forget. McDonald's is world famous, but they still make advertisements to remind people that they're still making burgers. And for the record, I would rather be taken for granted and forgotten by the Republican Party than embraced by Democrats for becoming a hateful bigot like them while preaching their false doctrine of tolerance. But it's kind of hard to ignore the haters who say I'm just a mouthpiece for the GOP, who will dump me after Obama is done. When I've seen headlines by Republican news articles posted about me titled, Watch, Black Reporter Calls Michelle Obama a Spoiled Bitch. Don't get me wrong, folks. 
I really appreciate that my video was well received, but it was a cheap clickbait way to promote it. We're better than that, aren't we? Do Republicans promote videos by other white commentators saying white commentator shreds white political figure? No. So things like this make the haters assertion valid that GOPers use me as a mouthpiece to express their concerns with Obama. And what's worse, use my brand, my image and my color to call Michelle Obama a bitch. I never called Michelle Obama that. I do not use such language regarding women. Is this what these Republicans feel they need to resort to for attracting readers? Race clickbaiting and misogyny? I never said what those headlines imply, but that's what's been headlined. And such right leaners want to talk about journalistic integrity. This kind of stuff lends fuel to the haters who charge Republicans of just using blacks to achieve their goals. It promotes the idea that Republicans are so stuck on the idea that black men always refer to black women as bitches, just like in their rap music. And since Alfonso is black, he must call women bitches all the time, too. So they totally ignore the fact that I didn't employ such language and promoted my video as a black person who does. However, I can't totally blame the writers for this. Too many blacks doing rap do include the B word quite gratuitously. And they're loyal Democrat voters, by the way. Again, I'm grateful that these websites shared the video. I'm very grateful. But if the video was as good as they found it to be, then why be greedy and promote it so cheaply? Now, I want to stress, this isn't some woe is the black guy guilt trip. Yeah, sure it isn't. <laughs> hey, you're starting to get on my nerves. This is me saying I really, really, really understand that people get frustrated with the Republican Party and cease identifying as one. I really do get it. But for all the frustration I feel, it really, really, really frustrates me that people leave the Republican Party. Even through my disappointments, like the Republican Party showing that they wouldn't see it as a loss if I wanted to be a brat and storm out of the tent and punish them by taking my cookies, many haven't seemed to want them anymore anyway. That doesn't leave me much incentive to stay. And since there isn't someone who hates my guts, like the aforementioned internet entities, going around and letting them know that I brought cookies, my viewers just assumed that it was me that stopped baking them, rather than recognizing that it was actually the people who hate my guts who blocked me from delivering them. But here's the thing. I know me leaving the Republican Party would satisfy Democrats even more than it would punish Republicans. People leaving the Republican Party are just gratifying Democrats. Democrats formed the KKK to terrorize Republicans and to deter people from voting Republican through coercion. I'm not going to do the Democrats a favor and stop being a Republican like they wanted in the first place. I reckon a lot of content creators who call themselves conservatives have just turned their backs and are taking advantage of me being shadow banned, especially the newer crop that's coming up. They want to be seen as the new independent thinkers that are blazing a new trail for their generation and aren't in lock hoof with the herd. Then my name pops up. Oh, wait, you mean there was this guy called Zoe who was already doing this and doing it while I was still in middle school? And he's got something about him where he could still fit in with the hipster crowd just as easy as we could without having that mangy alley cat hipster vibe? But I don't want you to pay attention to Zoe. I want you to pay attention to me. 
Let the liberal internet overlords keep Zook confined to the shadows. It's my time to shine. But on the other hand, I consider that they may see me as a Republican relic. Too old-fashioned. To them, I'm too focused on the kingdom rather than college. Or I'm not enough of an info junkie. Or not qualified enough for their political clique. I'm not confrontational and no-nonsense enough or enough of a fire-breathing debater. I understand. That's not my disposition. I'm not a confrontational guy. I don't have the passion to debate. My passion is to illustrate. Many conservatives think the only way to get your point across is to argue with the opposition. And the liberal they're arguing with is somehow going to be amazed by the conservative arguments and set aside that gargantuan ego and blasphemous arrogance of theirs, concede to them, and change their ways. Meanwhile, conservatives really seem to be delighted when they see liberals melt down rather than wake up. They want to see liberals get triggered. They want to see liberals melt down when the light hits them, not wake up. That's childish. Who are you calling childish? You can't even wear your hat straight. Hey, leave me alone. I'm trying to be professional. <clears throat> now, this generation of so-called conservatarians, as many like to call themselves, act like exposing the belligerence of Democrats is something new and that it's some big revelation. It's not. Democrats have been showing their belligerence for over a hundred years. People act like triggering is some new thing with Democrats. Democrats have actually been losing it and pulling the trigger on people for over a hundred years. I already know who the Democrats are. I've been talking about it for years. The Democrats know I know who and how they are and do not want me to ever gain the ability to publish illustrations about who they are. They know that illustrations work. That's what they've been doing for years. They can't have conservatives doing the same. No, they just want people to see conservatives as white people sitting in a chair, shaking their finger in judgment at people. Hey, where my country back? And too many conservatives help the liberals maintain this view of conservatives. Conservatives don't really support presenting ideas in any other way except from a soapbox. They act like the mouth is the only part that matters. And if you don't have the mouth for it, throw the rest of the body away. Forget the rest of the body that can perform other functions to achieve the common goal. Nope, just a mouth. And that mouth can only be used for voicing politics. If not, conservatives will hardly support any other angle. There's some, don't get me wrong, but they are a blessed few. If conservatives supported conservative illustrators the way the rap industry supports rappers, we'd be so much further ahead. Scouts are always bringing rap backs into the game. Now look at how much influence the rap industry has. And these people hate each other. The dominant theme of rap music is about killing each other. But amazingly, they've supported their market enough to make rap one of the most influential sounds of the country. Most conservatives don't like each other. I don't think they want to kill each other. But it's a shame that we don't have the same support that even rappers who publicly fantasize about killing each other do. I get people asking me if I've heard of this person or that person over and over again, promoting other commentators on my page. And I rarely see people asking these other commentators that they promote in my threads if they've ever heard of me. And I wouldn't want them to because it's straight up tacky. It's like going up into somebody else's restaurant and asking the owner in front of his or her customers, hey, have you tried the burgers next door? They're amazing. I wouldn't want my viewers doing that to other commentators with my brand. 
and I don't like it when people do it to me. I'm trying to promote my brand and people come onto my thread promoting other people's brand. It's like they're oblivious to the fact that I'm being shadow banned and there's a deliberate effort to bury my brand and then folks come along and pour salt in the wound by telling people to go check out somebody else's work with no effort of reciprocity or cross promotion. If folks are going to promote other people's brand in my thread, at least show that you cross-promoted. Show a mutual respect for both parties and tag each party with a reciprocating post in each party's thread. But no, usually over and over again, I get people leaving this in my common threads where I'm trying to promote my work. You guys should check out such and such, or have you seen such and such's movie? It really tells the Democrats history even though I've been doing videos on it for years. It's horrible, tacky promotion practices. This causes conservative commentators to see each other more so as rivals than allies. Horrible communications. The irony is that Republicans love Reagan for being the great communicator, but Republicans tend to not practice that or apply that to promoting. Like I said about rappers, they hate each other. They rap about killing each other but they promote the crap out of each other too. They put together mixtapes, playlists, sample compilations so you can hear various artists. How about conservatives start putting together sample reels of various conservatives making quick, hard-hitting points? It could be like a mixtape of sorts. It worked great for the rap game. Compilation vids of conservatives drilling them points might be a good jam, like the video vines. And of course, wouldn't it be just an ironic kicker if somebody took this idea and ran with it and left me out of it? Maybe conservatives and media think I'm not progressive enough. Yeah, I said it. For example, I'll happily welcome a person who's a homosexual into the conservative tent, but I'm not going to congratulate them for being gay. I'm not going to help them promote themselves as a person that embraces their homosexuality just because they have conservative leanings. But how can we influence the left if we have people like Zoe getting in the way of making it look like we're intolerant of gay people? So y'all want to influence left-leaning people with something they're already into? That's good. I've been saying that all along. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. I can understand influencing people by relating to them or by sympathizing or showing familiarity with their traditions, etc. But participating or enabling them in their wrong thinking is not a good way to gain influence with people. Hey, I'm going to get you off heroin by giving you a room to shoot up in or doing heroin with you. That's not a good strategy. Jesus welcomed sinners to his table. He didn't enable them. Sinners came to his table because they knew they were sick and wanted to leave his table well and changed so I try to take these things into consideration before promoting another's content. It's definitely not because I want to keep the spotlight for myself. I've proven to not be a big spotlight seeker. I haven't constantly solicited myself to be on panels of big platforms like Fox News or their competitors. If I get invited on, great, but I haven't really actively pursued it. But there are a lot of conservative commentators who are spotlight seekers and do not want others in their light. That's okay. They found their place and they don't want it messed with. I don't blame them at all, but there are consequences. 
The liberals are strengthening their unity with the callus of hate, and their weapon is a slander cannon array that salvos racism, sexism, classism, and anti-Christianity. Conservatives are weakened by cliquish, stuck-up egotists in media that are friendly when they want to use you for something to step on, and when they reach the level that they wanted to get to, they blow you off. I understand. That's just how many people are. But there are consequences. The Republican Party is becoming more and more obscure. Being conservative is vague. It's become more populated with self-focused people who want to define it to suit their ideals. The culture is melting down. Public office is becoming more and more a place where we send people to disappoint us on our forced away dime. But hey, these folks got their spot in the limelight and they're not going to let some stupid thing like unity interfere with that. Again, y'all, I don't expect them to maintain an acquaintance with me or anybody else they've schmoozed with then blew off when they reached their goal. I'm just asking, what good is that spotlight going to be when we can't keep this republic that Benjamin Franklin warned us that we could lose? But maybe I'm an embarrassment to these people. I'm a dude with this silly idea that maybe we should be trying to use the same vehicles to deliver an antidote to the masses against the poison that the liberals have effectively delivered to the masses. I don't know. Things like rock and roll. We don't need silly rock and rollers to promote conservatism. Wow, look, Gene Simmons is a conservative. All right. But music has always been a powerful tool, culturally and politically. But Republicans don't really capitalize on it. My band 20 Pound Sledge was actually getting a lot of love despite that. But the liberal internet overlords put the brakes on us. They could not allow people to find out about an all-black Christian conservative rock band that sounds just as raw, deep, and catchy as what liberals promote. Liberals are more and more trying to separate blacks from the Bible. Many blacks are falling for the idea that Jesus is the God for white people. Islam is for the black man. Even though Jesus is a Middle Eastern Jew and Muhammad was an Arab, my band 20 Pound Sledge is too much of a threat to their narrative, especially the Afrocentric narrative. Blacks playing rock? Nah, rock and roll is white folks music, even though white folks stole it from black folks. See how stupid and self-canceling that narrative is? 20 Pound Sledge takes a sledge to that whole narrative. Black guys just having fun playing rock and roll without ever mentioning in the music that we're black guys playing rock and roll. We don't even use the music to talk about color, but instead, the kingdom. Liberals tend to hate that. They believe a group of black guys should use their form to rage against a white man. I'm not going to waste my music and energy on butt hurting about the white man. That's gay. Calling out white devil Democrats is another story, though. <laughs> Liberals cannot let a project like this surface. Blacks doing things outside of what liberals expect them to conform to is unacceptable. If liberals can't control blacks doing a project like 20 Pound Sledge, they won't let others see it. They don't even want to criticize 20 Pound Sledge because they don't want to draw any attention to it. So they just shadow ban it. They don't want people seeing black people actually enjoying being free from what liberals prescribe as freedom. Here's a great example. Remember that street performing pre-teen power trio that was cranking out heavy metal music in Brooklyn, New York called Unlocking the Truth? 
America was taken by these adorable kids slamming out these tight heavy metal riffs. Part of the reason why was because they're black and doing something that black folks don't do. Quote unquote, play rock and roll. Which is a ridiculous notion, but that is a prevailing assertion. Many blacks say, rock and roll is white folks music. Then turn around and say, white folks stole rock and roll from blacks. Unlocking the truth put another big dent in that numbskull narrative. And liberals swooped right in to claim them. Liberals cannot have a person like me connecting my work to the masses they want to control. My videos even connected with Unlocking the Truth. After playing their brains out and shredding the streets with their metal madness, they became a YouTube favorite, which turned into appearances on TV shows and even opening up for Metallica. I'm not a big fan of Unlocking the Truth's music, but I do dig it some. And I really appreciate their embrace of freedom. It's not a put down of Unlocking the Truth. I think they have the potential to produce some slamming jams, and I look forward to hearing more from them. UTT didn't want to be shackled to a narrative that many still insist on imposing. They just want to rock. Now there are many white teenage bands, and they're really good, and many are really bad. Unlocking the Truth is good, but they don't have a great sound. Not yet. However, much of America really just loved it that these kids weren't wearing their race like a chip on their shoulder and just want to rock in America. That was what was so special. With a fast climb of their notoriety, a documentary movie was even made about them called Breaking the Monster. One of my Zonation videos was featured in it. It resonated with the band's lead singer and guitarist, Malcolm Brickhouse. He knew and understood that liberals wanted to swoop in and capitalize on the band's image. He knew that musically and vocally, they weren't that strong to get the attention that they were getting. He just knows that they are rare and free from the idea that you have to behave like this because you're that. And if you don't act like how we say you're supposed to act, then you're not being real. He just knew that he was having fun with his friends playing music on the streets with folks stopping by to have fun getting their bones rocked by them. Even in his early teen youth, Malcolm saw that there would be people who would want to control how they were received by the masses and would use them to help maintain their racial narrative. My videos interfered with the liberal elites programming. Do you see the problem and the threat my videos present to liberals? My videos aren't supposed to reach kids like Unlocking the Truth, but they did. Liberals can't allow that to happen because when my videos reach them, it really is like unlocking the truth. And libs want the truth to remain locked out. Liberals want my videos locked out. Now, despite how evident it is that there is a deliberate effort to limit the reach of conservative commentators, in this case, me, I've been advised by an expert, quote unquote, in social media who's employed by a well-known conservative news and opinion site that he sees no evidence of my videos being shadow banned. I'm not sure if he understands the implications of his assertions. I have to consider that he is an expert in his field and that he does work for one of the most respected conservative online channels. If his results are true about me not being shadow banned, 
then that would mean that what the Democrat race baiting haters have been saying is true. I understand out of sight, out of mind. The social media operators hide my views from viewers. Keeping me out of people's sights keeps me out of people's minds and I get forgotten. But according to this quote unquote experts conclusions, that's not the case. And I'm not getting shadow banned. This would mean that my Republican audience has chosen to toss me out like an old shoe. For years, I've been cursed by Democrats as being a bootlicking sellout Uncle Tom, a white man's sucking token, a house nick that needs his ass whooped and have some sense beat into him. There's also the occasional cruel thing said about my wife. Along with these comments, they would tell me over and over again that these white Republicans don't give a damn about you. They just pretend to like you because you say the things about Obama that these white folks want you to say. You're nothing but a black mouthpiece for them saying the shit that they can't get away with saying. So they use your coon ass. And when Obama is no longer president, and they don't need you to comment on Obama anymore, they're gonna toss your black ass to the curb and forget about you. They're not gonna mention you. They're gonna grab on the others and it will be like you never existed. Well, Obama is no longer president. My viewers dropped away from me gradually, then drastically. And it's the expert opinion that there is no evidence of shadow banning. If that's the case, then it looks like what the Democrat haters have been saying is true about Republicans bailing on me. But I really think that a big reason why I lost a lot of viewers is because of my inclusion of more biblical references. It's bad enough that liberals don't want that kind of content out there. But I know a lot of political junkie conservatives and Republicans weren't interested in having the Bible included in my work. It doesn't satisfy their quote unquote sophisticated sentiments. They just want to hear somebody bark about how stupid liberals are. Meat and heat, meat and heat, not the real truth and light. For them, politics is the main media entree and the Bible is just some side dish or garnish that's more of a nuisance on the plate. That's really sad. It's that very reason why abortion is legal. Not leaning on the word of God and leaving him out is how Republican Supreme Court judges ruled in favor of abortion with Roe v. Wade. And I know that a big reason why I lost a lot of my audience is also due to liberals not wanting me to be a part of helping the Bible become more clear for more people curious about God and also some conservatives just not really caring about God. Oh, they'll be like, God bless America and stuff but it's often the country that their affections are for. Politics and patriotism are what they're more focused on, not the one who blessed us with this republic. Losing sight of who blessed us with this republic is a very bad way to preserve the republic. I see them with their pro-Trump hashtag MAGA banners to let people know how much of a pro-America first patriot they are. The word of God preserves the republic. And I'm thankful for Trump getting the job but God really appears to be taken for granted. Though I'm really bothered by this, I try not to let it get me down. The reason why I'm not as angered by this as I could be is because a lot of our vets are forgotten. 
If I'm going to be angry about people being forgotten, I'll be angry about that rather than about myself being forgotten. And what's even worse is how God is left out. That's the soul-sinking tragedy. But I reckon I'll keep on trucking with my silly ideas of trying to connect the word of God and conservatism to the culture. It would be great if more Republicans saw the importance of this. But it's like unless it's somebody running for office, it's deemed silly, unimportant, and unofficial. Everything has to be about running for office, running for office, running for office, running for office, as if it's the only way to make a difference. It's like if you're not running for office, you can't be taken seriously while these same people say government is not the answer, it's the problem. I guess I'm silly because I see the huge population of Star Wars fans. People are so into this franchise that some try to make a religion out of it. I invented a lightsaber replica. I call it a sci-fi sword, so as not to intrude on their brand. Star Wars is not the only production to feature an illuminated type sword, so the illuminated type sword is not exclusively theirs. Even in the very first pages of the Bible, angels are described as having flaming swords. I'm sure Moses got that info from God and didn't rip it off from Lucas. Well, considering how much of the culture is into Star Wars and science fiction, I made a science fiction type sword that's not on the market. Fans want to get as close to the movie experience as possible. And the thing that has been missing with the Star Wars fans who like lightsabers is a replica that auto extends and auto retracts. The only thing that's on the market now is a long glow stick that you have to screw in. A Jedi ain't got time for that. Where are you gonna get it, Darth? You just wait. Or they have a telescopic lightsaber replica that you can flick out, but you don't have the movie experience of auto-retracting the blade. You have to push it back in manually. A Jedi will burn their hand off trying to do that with the aforementioned replicas. Ow, frack! I mean, poodoo. But my invention, auto-extends, which is a closer mimic of the movie experience, and auto-retracts which is closer to the movie experience. That doesn't exist on the market. That huge market with a huge population of Star Wars fans to connect conservatism to. A demographic that would have to be cut into with a freaking lightsaber to reach. And I made a great model of one, but I guess it was too silly for conservatives to back. We talk about being grassroots. Well, I wanted to develop this on a grassroots level. Why? because I wanted to help show that conservatives could supply something in the culture that fans of something culturally iconic would demand. But nope, I reckon all conservatives could see was a silly toy. Alas, no imagination, no vision. All they can seek is a politician while they lament over what's happening to their country. Facebook, YouTube, Google, and Twitter knows that this invention would be a threat because just like the rest of my work, they shadow banned the promo vid for it. I could hardly promote it. Cynical sci-fi fans aren't going to take an interest unless they can actually see it, touch it, sniff it, and be able to take it home. They don't care about my prototype, and I understand. Like I said, I wanted to show that conservatives were the backers who helped bring the invention to the market that we're not ignorant to these imaginative works that much of the culture finds fascinating, and that we're not these anal retentive, stuffy, miserable old people. 
I thought conservatives might see the big picture and back it with my crowdfunder on the development of this invention to bring it to the market. Nah, point me to a political candidate I can send money to. I'll pay good money to be disappointed. Bear in mind, I know it's not just that. I know that a lot of conservatives don't support because they've been blocked off from even knowing about what I'm doing. But I've been warning conservatives about this for years. Don't be dependent on these platforms. There needs to be viable competitors on our end. The rug is going to get yanked up from under us if we're standing on their ground. Conservatives are frustrated by how the culture sees them, slanders them, and promotes prejudice against them, but don't really want to do what it takes to change that. They just stick to their denial that they don't care what these people think while saying they're sick of being called racist, sexist, homophobes. These ideas about conservatives are promoted through music, movies, TV, radio, etc. Conservatives hardly support and produce the counter-messaging with these means. So much for a counter to the left hook. I produced a video called Sinisterbia. Great title if I do say so myself. Sinisterbia is a satirical semi-suspense anthology in the vein of the Twilight Zone and Tales from the Dark Side, using absurdity to illustrate the absurdity and ironies of the left-wing worldview. The title, Sinisterbia, is a mix of the words sinister and urban. Sinister means evil, something indicative of evil, doing evil, etc. It also means situated to the left or referring to the left side. Urban means relating to a city or a town. Sinisterbia is the leftward city that liberals are trying to force us to live in. With all the lunacy of the left, it's a dang tragedy that there aren't more shows that illustrate their absurdity. Last Man Standing is the only one I can think of, and they got bullied off the station. I reckon it would be a hoot to work with Tim Allen. I produced a pilot. Did conservatives come through with the grassroots support to make more? Not really. I'm blessed with a few who tried, though. I keep hearing conservatives say, how do we get our message out there? over and over again. First, stop depending on a politician to do that for you. Much of the culture is not consenting to conservative governance. You have to illustrate these things in the culture. Liberals have been illustrating their worldview to the culture for years. They support the promotion of it. Conservatives, not so much. Conservatives keep saying freedom isn't free but they don't want to invest in what will help preserve it. If you want to preserve the Republic, you're going to have to make illustrations showing what is decaying it. You're going to have to present a hero and a villain. Have you noticed that the entertainment industry has made conservatives out to be the villain? Notice how effective it is. Malcolm X said, if you're not careful, the newspaper will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. I'll remind you that I'm telling you this because I understand how people get so frustrated with the Republican Party that they don't call themselves Republican anymore. I share that frustration, but I'm still a Republican, 
even though most of my conservative friends, quote unquote, I have in the entertainment industry, not only blew me off when I shared my video, Sinisterbia with them, they just flat out stopped talking to me. I didn't expect Sinisterbia to be received as an Emmy Award winning production. Oh, bravo, Zo. You're a genius. But I didn't think it was so bad that my conservative Hollywood friends, quote unquote, would just stop talking to me. They not only didn't respond to the vid, they just flat out stopped talking to me. I'm rather introverted as it is. I'm not a big social type. I understand lapses in communication with folks, but this was with almost everyone I sent the notification to. One after the other, after seeing it, they would not respond. I'd follow up with them, and still, no response. Things like this give me much to sympathize with regarding people feeling frustrated with Republicans and wanting to leave the Republican Party. I'm still a Republican. I've heard producers who are pro-military talk about how they don't invest in the promotion of conservative slanted productions because they don't expect an interesting enough return from it. That's kind of an insult. These people admire the military so much, yet it doesn't seem like they consider that when a person goes to war and risk their body, that volunteer knows that there is no return for the arm they risk if it gets blown off. There's no return for the legs they risk. There's no return for the eyes they risk or their face that got burned off. Or of course, the very life they risk. But these so-called pro-military conservatives don't want to risk capital to produce entertainment with a conservative slant because they don't think they'll get their money back for it. Meanwhile, the military we claim to love so much is risking their lives and limbs defending a country that we're too afraid to defend at home. And the country is becoming something alien to the Constitution they swore to defend. Why? Because of fear of risking money and career on supporting the production of content with a conservative angle. I don't want to rely on a Hollywood producer. I don't want to submit my scripts to them. They wouldn't want their audience to see it anyway because they don't want to lose control over them. I want the grassroots support because I'm trying to help to get conservatives to be self-reliant. Establish our own platforms where we can feature our own content. I'm not talking about cutting ourselves off. I'm talking about creating something awesome that catches the attention of others. Get them curious about the noise we're making. I'm trying to do my part to show that we free market conservatives, quote unquote, can actually use the free market to promote the defense of the free market. Liberals hate the free market, yet they make the best use of it to promote their hatred of the free market. They're going to demand more regulations and taxes and bloated bureaucracies until the state might as well take ownership of all industries. They've mastered marketing to make that quite plausible. Why, for the love of God, don't conservatives support the counter to this? If it's not red meat politics, conservatives are hardly interested. I told you, all that red meat will make you constipated. That's why the conservative movement is struggling right now. You gotta add the fruit of the spirit to your diet. You gotta add some colorful veggies to that plate with some savory herbs and spices. If you like bland meat and potatoes, that's fine. But you gotta understand, other people may need a little flavor to be interested in conservative ideas. That doesn't mean change the principle. Change how it's conveyed. 
lots of people find fruit really boring to eat. I do too. Take that same fruit and throw it in a blender and bam, you got a smoothie. Now it's a little more interesting to consume. It's still the same fruit, just delivered in a way that's less boring. It's such a simple freaking principle. Do conservatives really supply and demand this? No, there's not much supply of it because not enough conservatives have the creativity or interest to supply it. And there's not enough support for the demand to develop competitive productions to be supplied. I'm so thankful to God for those who do get it and are trying to be supportive. They are a rare blessing that contribute to my work every month. Thanks to them, I'm able to keep the lights on and have a place to keep trying to deliver content like the Zoloft. But unfortunately, because they are so rare, it's only enough to support doing the Zoloft occasionally, not regularly. And it's certainly not enough supporters to develop other productions. There have been conservatives who have tried making theatrical productions and they were pretty impactful politically, but not as much culturally because they shortchanged themselves by succumbing to their vanity. They want to be seen as the ones who brought these revelations to people and they want others to promote their revelations, but they don't reciprocate. They won't promote others. If someone promotes one of my videos, I will most likely promote 10 of theirs if their content isn't a conflict of interest for me. Because conservative content creators have this vanity problem, it slows down the delivery of the message and it shows people that we're not really solid. Why would they want to be a part of us when we're so apart from each other? This leaves the culture wide open for the left hook. I've had conservatives play friendly with me that are now on Fox News that have spammed the deviled ham out of my group pages promoting their content. They did it so much that I had to change my settings because they basically turned my group page that I made for music into their page to promote their content. I've given these people passwords to my website so they could upload their content to my website whenever they wanted. My website was a better form to showcase their political views and whatnot, so I opened the door for them to do that. Now that they have their spot on Fox News, they haven't the time of day for a, uh, what's his name? Oh, Zoe, I think I may have heard of him. I follow these content creators on Twitter, but most don't follow me back. Then after a while, when I see that they're not interested in being associated with me, I just do them a favor and unfollow them. It's like they can't stand the idea that someone else was already out there saying similar things, but in a unique way. They may think to themselves that they want other people to wake up to these truths, but it's like they don't like the idea that someone was already out there waking people up. They claim to be the pro-competition people, talking about how America needs to be free to compete, yet they hate having competition. I don't want competition from conservatives. I want allies. But a lot of these people act like they're way too stuck up to connect. It's not like I'm going to hound them. I'm not that social. Again, I'm not saying these things to express being disgruntled about being faded out or excluded. I'm expressing my disappointment in the lack of unity. I mean, there are a lot of people persistent with their pursuit of Hillary's heels and the scandals of the Democrats, etc., but we don't have a strong united front in promoting conservatism. If conservatives could unite in promoting the real news, and the most real news is driven by the gospel, 
the way liberals unite in promoting hate and fake news, we'd be a lot better off. Too many claiming to lean right keep saying they want smaller government, but they're more interested in promoting politicians than promoting conservatism in the culture so as to create a culture that is more consenting of conservative governance. We're totally dependent on liberal created platforms because we lack unity. However, if you do have more of the socially liberal leanings, then yeah, you would be doing us a favor if you wouldn't call yourself a Republican. It's weird that people who are more liberal insist on staying in the Republican tent and the conservatives are the ones who bail. It really should be the other way around. I don't leave the Republican Party because I don't want to give Democrats the satisfaction. Some might say that I talk about unity, but they don't see me promoting other conservatives and their content or Christian conservative actors and some of their pet projects. Y'all, if it seems to me that a person values their acting career over the kingdom, I'm likely to not promote their work. If a Christian conservative who's an actor lends themselves to productions that are apart from God, then I'm likely to not support that production. When a Christian conservative yields to their desire to express themselves in whatever they feel would be entertaining and get them attention without caring that it doesn't represent the kingdom, then I might not be as likely to support that work. Them serving what they believe is art before considering if God would be pleased just rubs me wrong. I try to be supportive of my friends in the industry, but oftentimes I'm like, I can't get down with that. I know God is gracious and forgives, and that's all the more reason to honor him and refrain from producing things he would have to forgive us for. If we really love him and honor him, why would we produce content that he'd have to forgive? No production is perfect, but dang, none of us are perfect. Especially you. <sighs> And who's to say what's over the line and what isn't? Even I have some material that some people think is unchristian. Some, quote unquote Christians, think the music I play is devil worship. And if they don't support my music, that's their prerogative. I guess I'm not as uptight as some folks though. All of us will fall short, but it's like some don't even care and have no reservations about the material they put out and go about with the attitude of, only God can judge me. That alone should scare the crap out of them. This doesn't mean we have to be artistic fuddy-duddies. I dig tongue-in-cheek humor. Impious comedy can be a riot without vulgar imagery and profane language, or whatever production, from music to dramas. As Christian conservatives, we should be able to have the creative fortitude to honor God first rather than given to our desire to publish media that's foul in language and vulgar in theme and imagery. Some curse words don't really bug me. Some do. And sometimes it depends on the setting where it's quite plausible that such words would be voiced. But gratuitous profanity is just cheap. It's hard to do though, but God should be worth the effort and sacrifice. Some productions warrant some profane language. War movies, for instance. Military personnel cuss a lot. You fucking ain't right. And a war movie would be really awkward if a character got their arm blown off and said, Oh, golly gee willikers, that really smarts. Also, there's really no good reason for sex scenes and nudity. As Christian conservatives, the theme of our art doesn't always have to be about God. 
just not apart from God. The book of Esther is a great example. It doesn't mention God, but it's not apart from God. Like in Song of Solomon 8.6, the Song of Solomon makes one possible allusion to God. Put me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is stronger than death. Jealousy is as severe as Sheol. Its flashes are flashes of fire, like the very flame of the Lord. NASB. The very flame of the Lord could also mean a most vehement flame. The point is, these books aren't apart from God, even though God's not really mentioned. I usually don't share some other conservative commentator's work, often because of what's in their content. Cursing, N-word, B-word, Confederate sympathizers, atheists and such. Why would I promote their work? It's a conflict of interest for me. I understand this doesn't make me very popular with others, but if I wanted to be popular, I wouldn't put myself out there as a conservative to begin with. I reckon I'm going to be even less popular with conservatives, classical liberals, quote unquote, Republicans, libertarians, and even Christians with this book. I hope I'm wrong. Out of respect for my audience, I've refrained from sharing content created by others who employ this kind of language. Meanwhile, a lot of my audience shares the work of these people who do use this kind of language more than they share my videos anyway. I guess that's why people say, nice guys finish last. But the Bible says, many who are last shall be first. Matthew 19.30, Matthew 20.16, Mark 10.31, Luke 13.30. At least I make it known why I may not share other people's work. I don't sit back and act like I don't know about other people's work or about them. I know a lot of these stuck-up people know who I am and pretend like they don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this to boast that they should know me. I'm pointing out the disgust I have for conceited people who want to front like they're too good to be associated with a person who's more or less in the same cause and who's been in the cause longer than they have. I'm not the only one. Lots of people feel blown off. I may have caused conservatives to feel blown off myself. If you're among any of those and feel like I've unjustly ignored you or your work, I'm very sorry. At a point, it does get a little difficult to keep up with so many people. Aside from that, again, at least I say why. I don't treat others like I'm oblivious to them. I know nobody's perfect. I don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. I share other people's work that I have disagreements with, but if the conflicts of interest is too much for my meter, I tend to back away from those works. But people are often telling me about this person or that person. You know what I do when they do? I check that person out. It may even result in me following them on Twitter and sharing their vids. But again, if their content includes profanity, use of the N-word, B-word, and questionable if it represents conservatism, then chances are I may not share it. Or I might think, it sucks. Ha! <laughs> And that may very well be why conservatives and media blow my work off. They may just think it sucks. But in most cases, it's just a lot to keep up with. I'm so preoccupied with these efforts to fade me out that I become ignorant of the other content out there and forget to share their stuff. But chances are, I've heard of you. And if I have, I don't make it a point to act like I haven't. We rebuke liberals for their lack of morality, their vulgarity, and lewdness. Shouldn't we distinguish ourselves from them? 
There are some that don't want to be conservative in their productions. That's fine, but I might not be as supportive of that. I try not to promote crassness. It has to have a super good message in it if I do. I'm quite a potty mouth myself, actually. But I don't think it would be right for me to profit off of it. I'm not looking for perfection with folks. I'm just saying there are certain things that characterize liberals and things they resort to that contribute to the decline of our culture. And I have reservations about supporting the same. It's not cool to frown upon them while justifying why it's okay for us to do it. Or Christian conservatives who pander to this idea that there's another entity besides God to be accountable to, like karma, the universe, or whatever. That's wishy-washy. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, then you do not entertain the idea that there is another entity to be accountable to. That is an insult to our high priest and king who took the body shredding bullet for you. You dishonor him with ideas of karma or the universe. Karma didn't give you life and it didn't die for you so you could have eternal life. Neither did the universe. I tend to keep Christian conservatives who lend themselves to these ideas at arm's length. I try to get the word out there in a way that they might receive it because I don't want them to remain deceived. I see more of this than I'm cool with regarding Republicans. Yet for all the disappointment I'm still experiencing with the Republican Party, I'd take that any day over being a Democrat. Some would say, why be a Republican at all? Just because you don't want to be a Democrat doesn't mean you have to be a Republican. I'm a Republican because I understand that we enjoy a constitutional republic that's built on the law issued by God Almighty who created us equally and endowed us with certain inalienable rights. The rule is that those rights shall not be infringed on no matter how popular it becomes with the people to do so. I am not a Democrat because I understand this is not a democracy. I agree that it is a bad idea to make laws based on what is popular with the people. The selfishness of people wins the vote of their own destruction. Thus, I am not a Democrat. Democrats hate the Republican Party because the Republican Party was founded to impede Democrats from instituting what Democrats feel entitled to their ideas at the forced expense of someone else's rights. Democrats don't want people to be Republican. Democrats created the KKK to terrorize people to not be Republican. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. Many people claiming to be Christian get on my nerves too, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop being a Christian. But the hook of the left is selfishness. Don't get caught by the left hook. The Democrats have always been the party of selfishness, and that is an easy hook to catch people with, appealing to what they feel entitled to. People feeling they were entitled to keep making other people their property voted for Democrats. They didn't care about the rights of others and made arguments to say the people they wanted to enslave didn't have constitutional rights. I hope that you can agree that they were being very liberal with what the Constitution says and can also agree that those who claimed to be Christian were very liberal with what the Bible says. I don't care if it's the year 1800 
or 2000. If you're liberal with the Bible, the Constitution, and people's rights, it will result in oppression. Democrats have always felt justified to do this and argued that it was for the greater good and moral. It's all manipulation to impose their selfishness and others always end up having to pay for it. People feeling like they have the right to other people's property, vote Democrat. The same parasitic party that demanded the so-called right to force people to be slaves and bled them are the same parasites that demand the so-called right to bleed people's pockets today for what they feel entitled to, from education to birth control. Democrats have always been liberal with other people's rights and always argue that it's for the greater good and moral. It's all manipulation to impose their selfishness and others always end up having to pay for it. People feeling like they have the so-called right to deprive an unborn kid of their right to live, vote Democrat. Another example of being liberal with the rights of what God created and the rights he endowed us with. For liberals to legalize their selfishness, they have to disqualify the personhood of the unborn. It's all manipulation to impose their selfishness and others always end up having to pay for it. In this case, the unborn pay with their lives and others are forced to pay for the pro-choicer's choice. You'd think they'd be pro-pay for their own choice, but that's just not who Democrats are. Someone else has to be forced to pay for their choices. That's liberty to a liberal. And I know right now some folks are hearing this and getting all itchy britches about me calling left-wingers liberals. They rebuke me and say, stop calling them liberals, Zoe. They're leftists. I know they're leftists. They also want to be called liberals. And you're passing up the opportunity to hang them with their own deceptive hook. A lot of those who are of the conservative persuasion insist that they themselves are the real classical liberals and want to reclaim the term liberal and be recognized as the true liberals. This bugs me, dang it. I hear people of the right-leaning persuasion say we need to get rid of the word conservative because it doesn't have the cool factor or something and it repels people. Meanwhile, these weenie left-leaning liberals are able to hijack the words conservative, conserve, and conservation and make them fabulous. Sucker people into donating to their conservative efforts and voting for reps to impose more fees, taxes, and regulations, and so on for their conservation efforts. They get their chic, swanky celebrities to host expensive get-togethers to talk about how much better they are because they care about the conservation of our resources. But actual conservatives think that we have to ditch the word conservative because it's not seen as cool. Liberalism is the term to be embarrassed by, not conservative. You know what being conservative leads to? Prolonged enjoyment. Liberalism leads to desiccation. Liberalism is a parasitic, cross-hating, vampiric worldview that bleeds its host dry. Yes, that means classical liberalism too. The left hook is liberalism. It sounds friendly, liberating, open-minded, and all that other skull snot. In the words of Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. 
And the people on the right who are trying to claim classical liberalism are caught in the trap too, like a raccoon with its paw hand in a coon trap trying to cling to the shiny liberal object. Do you know what people did with classical liberalism? They enslaved people. Classical liberalism, quote unquote, can be traced back to the Whigs in Great Britain. I reckon the Whigs were like cowboys, being that Whig is short for Whigamore, meaning cattle driver. Yeehaw! Or since this was Great Britain, they probably hollered, Tally ho! <laughs> it's funny imagining a Brit in their accent saying, Get on now, get! <laughs> you tried it too, didn't you? <laughs> but y'all, technically, classical liberalism goes back further than that. Classical liberalism started with the devil himself. God is the first and greatest policy writer. His policy is ultimate liberation. But the devil, being the pervert that he is, saw God's liberating policy as oppressive. He suckered others into seeing that it was oppressive and suckered them into seeing his ideas as liberating. That is classical liberalism. And the devil is the father of it. Anyway, Catholicism got on the Whigs' nerves and the Whigs were pro-Protestant. The oppressive approach of Catholicism and a heavy-handed monarchy that was very liberal with asserting power over the folks. Or should I say, asserting weakness. Because people suffer when those with power are weak to their desire to lord over people. And when the higher-ups rule with a doctrine that affords them to be liberal with other people's rights, you will have the lower folks who will think of themselves as liberals, creating a movement demanding liberty from the institutions that were taking liberties with their higher position and liberties with their subjects. Sure, we could say some of the founders were classical liberals, quote unquote, but what did some of those classical liberals do with their classical liberalism when independence from the crown was won? They took the liberty to deprive others of theirs. Being conservative with the Constitution doesn't do that. Being liberal with the Constitution does. This classical liberal mindset carried up to when the Democrats took the liberty to establish the Confederacy and the liberty to establish their own Constitution. Why? Because they wanted a Constitution that reflected their pro-slavery demands. So when people try to say the U.S. Constitution is pro-slavery, you can prove to them that their statement is as false as a set of Hollywood tranny titties. What? I could say teats. Amish people say teat, don't they? Yeah, see? So it's okay. The proof that the U.S. Constitution is not pro-slavery is in the fact that the Democrats made their own Constitution of the Confederate States so it would be legal for them to maintain slave markets since the U.S. Constitution does not permit forced slavery and does not contain pro-slavery clauses. Furthermore, the Confederate Constitution drawn up by Democrats specifically puts the Negro in their slave sites. The U.S. Constitution is ambiguous on race when regarding slaves and still acknowledges them as persons. The U.S. Constitution can't acknowledge a being as a person without acknowledging their rights. In the U.S. Constitution, even the servant 
is still acknowledged as a person, which means that person can only be a servant if they agree to be. They cannot be forced. No person can be deprived of liberty without due process. They'd have to commit an actual crime according to our laws, then be tried and proven guilty with the ratification of their peers to be deprived of liberty. Being black does not qualify as a crime punishable by enslavement in the U.S. Constitution. In the Democrat-established Confederate Constitution, it does. The Democrats take the liberty to abuse even classical liberalism and felt that they were being oppressed by the Union because the Union opposed the Democrats who took the liberty to deprive others of theirs. That's a nasty case of childish hypocrisy on the part of Democrats. Liberalism, even the classical kind, ultimately leads to taking liberties with another person's rights. But it's okay because it's liberalism. Conservatism in the hands of conservatives just doesn't have that hipster thing working for them. In order for us to sustain our republic, it's going to take a conservative approach interpreting the Constitution. Leftists are wooing the culture with words like sustainability and conservation, and conservatives just hand it over to them. It's sad, like a person handing over a rock that has flakes of gold in it, but it couldn't be seen through the mud, and it was just handed over to someone else, and that person took that expensive rock and bashed the rock giver over the head with the rock that they just gave them. But things like using these words that's part of the left hook. The left hook is the most executed punch associated with a knockout in boxing. And the left has been knocking out the right in the culture for a while. The left even hooks people in by using conservative language and uses that hook to knock out the right. Let's examine some elements of this punch that contribute to its effectiveness, like the angle of it, the proximity, the velocity, the torque of the torso, and so on. In politics, there are also contributing elements to the left hook's effectiveness. Racism, classism, sexism, poking other people's victim and entitlement triggers is the left hook that Democrats use against the right in the culture for the prize fight of votes. Many Republicans believe they've got a victory because of the election of a Republican president and had a majority in the House and Senate and the election of more Republican governors and such. Meanwhile, much of the culture doesn't consent to conservative represented policy. Political representation isn't stable or sustainable without the foundation and frame of cultural representation. Republicans are drastically deficient in cultural representation. The culture is growing rabid while Republicans have their little political victory. And it is a victory to be thankful for. I'm not downplaying that. But too many Republicans aren't doing the real meat work it takes to sustain political representation. And that is in investing in cultural representation. This is a lot to do with why Democrats are able to be the race-baiting, bigoted, sexist, class-baiting, anti-Christian perverts they've always been while being able to make people think it's been Republicans. Democrats knock Republicans out in the culture with the left hook and hook people in with slander. 
This works by gaining the trust of people by causing them to not trust others. It's unfortunate that Republicans haven't been able to come together to decimate Democrats in the culture and promote the antidote to their poison. Republicans are just getting lucky that Democrats are being exposed by their own, but that doesn't mean people are going to take to being conservative just because Democrats are being exposed for their evil. It just means most of these people see both representatives of both ideas as two sides of the same corrupt coin, and they'll just be suckers for the same crap with a new face, and even eventually give a pass to the old face they admonished. For example, Harvey Weinstein will probably be hosting Saturday Night Live in a few years. Many Democrat voters can't even show enough integrity to admit to the wickedness of Democrats without trying to mitigate their actions by saying, yeah, but Republicans pooty poo poo. And for all the pro-defense talk of the right wing, they have poor defenses when it comes to this. I know I sound like a broken record, but I stay amazed at how Republicans keep saying government is not the answer, yet get all giddy over politicians like they're going to fix things, and more often, they not only end up with disappointing politicians who go in posing as eagles, but turn out to be jive turkeys. Too many Republicans grossly take cultural representation for granted. They put a premium on political representation. They'll go on about how they don't care about what these Hollywood celebrities think, but if a celebrity says something that sounds right-leaning, then all of a sudden, that celebrity is fawned over by them. You should run for office. Why? Because people are interested in what celebrities think. That's why they're celebrities. Because there is a large enough validated number of people who take an interest in what they do. I so often hear conservatives say, who cares what these people think? And we should just ignore them. Well, millions of people care about what they think. And millions of people are influenced by them. Ignoring them isn't a good idea. Since when is it a good idea to ignore a spreading infection? I agree it's a good idea to ignore their ideals so as not to be infected by their ideals, but it's not a good idea to ignore that they are influencing people and assume that nobody cares what they think. People do want their values, or lack thereof, validated and endorsed by those with fame and influence. And when a celebrity doesn't share your ideas, you get all sour grapes about it and say, who cares what these people think? Remember, millions do. Many people care about the thoughts of people who entertain them and want celebrities to validate their shallow worldview. Shallow celebrities want a big audience. And there's a lot of shallow people to appeal to. Shallow people wanting their selfish entitlement victim mentality, questionable behaviors, orientations, and views validated. Celebrity artists are happy to do that because their occupation is make-believe and drama. They make believe that things that are unnatural are natural. What is illegal should be legal. What belongs to someone else should be redistributed. What satisfies their idea of equality is special treatment, and so on. It's all make-believe, backward thinking, and they make a whole bunch of drama about this. 
so they're quite comfortable pandering to their audience. Plus, they want to be seen as open-minded, imaginative, and accepting to their audience. This is all part of the left hook that the right has neglected to train its defenses for and counter with. The right wins when the left gets cockier than they usually are and gets caught with a lucky punch. That's not a dependable strategy. The left doesn't get knocked out for the count. It keeps getting back up like Jason or Michael Myers. The referee is bought by the left. The left has big money in their corner paying the left to hit below the belt. The arena is owned by the left. The judges are paid off by the left. The broadcast is owned by the left. Look at all these things liberals own. TV, movies, radio. They're the overlords of the internet, creating platforms that conservatives are dependent on to get their message out with. YouTube, Facebook, Google, and Twitter have conservatives herded into their platforms and conservatives have the nerve to call liberals stupid while liberals have us trapped in their cyber box. Too many on the right think they can duck the left hooks and avoid social issues that the left wails about in the culture. But it backfires on the right as they get caught by the uppercut they should have used themselves instead of dodging. Too much of the right doesn't understand that the left always brings this stuff up. The right doesn't have to bring it up, but the right should be prepared to counterpunch when the left attacks with it. The right should be prepared to counter with a righteous right cross to knock the teeth out of their argument and leave them with mental mush mouth, but too many on the right are too busy sticking their own foot in their own mouth. Since too many on the right say we should avoid social issues, Many on the right are not trained up and prepared to counterpunch when attacked with it. The right should be trained up with the conservative counterpunches and biblical body blows to knock the wind out of the left. This causes the body to fold and bring their head in range to be skull struck by a solid right cross. Or I reckon a good strike to the gut to blow their head out of their mud pipe would be doing them a favor. Too much of the right is told to avoid social issues while the left is infecting more people with liberalism in the culture. Republicans gloat over a political victory while the culture is melting down. And a lot of so-called Republicans are melting down too. Since it's not the victory they wanted, they're going to childishly sabotage it altogether rather than make the best of the opportunity we have to better preserve our republic. Why? Because politicians are people too. They are a product of the culture. They are representatives. They represent what the people want so they can get reelected. That often entails being more concerned with the affairs of men over the affairs of God. Jesus really hates this, by the way. He hates it when people do things according to what man thinks is right over what God knows is right. This is satanic as far as Jesus is concerned. Jesus called Peter Satan because of Peter's tendency to such a view. We have Republicans that are like this. We have Republican politicians that represent this. This is normal for Democrats. That's just what their platform is. But for Republicans, this is deviance. It is deviant of the frame of this Judeo-Christian based constitutional republic. 
Establishment Republicans are deviant of what this constitutional republic is established on. Their ideals and strategies aren't effective for the preservation of our republic, but preserves their term in office. And they hate it that it wasn't their skill or strategy that gained a Republican victory for the presidency. It was a lucky punch to them. Not that Trump so much relied on luck. He had a strategy. He used his experience with his time he spent in the culture. The culture has been fascinated with reality TV shows. Trump is quite experienced with that. He pulled the election process into his own reality TV show. And it worked. He tapped into the culture, which is what Republicans have failed to do for so long. But many on the right aren't following through. Trump has shown that you have to tap into the culture and many Republican voters are still just focused on Trump to either fix things or fail rather than really helping him succeed by also tapping into the culture. That's how he won the presidency and that's how we'll win the country. It's like I've often said about Reagan. Republicans adore Reagan for being the great communicator. Well, follow that example. Get more refined at communicating the conservative view or be more supportive of those who can relate illustrations to connect with the culture. We can still lose the country, you know. It's a republic if we can keep it, remember? Liberals are effectively distributing the poison of their social issues in the culture and the right is in short supply in delivering the antidote. The left is effectively spreading the infection and the right is absent with the inoculations for the viral infection of liberal indoctrination. It should be easy for conservatives to get the medicine to liberals. Liberals demand medicine. They get infected with STDs and mental and emotional diseases and demand pills and ointment. The left has their hooks in the culture and the worm on that hook that the left uses to attract people is liberalism. It's a parasitic hookworm. Upon taking this bait that deceives people into thinking that liberalism is synonymous with liberty, the parasitic hookworm of liberalism begins feeding on liberty and crapping in the host. This results in a septic and malnourished host. Liberalism doesn't know when to stop. Liberalism will justify taking liberties with the meaning of rights and other people's rights until tyranny is established. Liberalism will always feel oppressed and ultimately feel like it's not free if it can't define for itself what liberty is. Liberty has to fit their idea of it, even if their idea comes at the forced expense of someone else. Liberalism starts off well-meaning, but doesn't know when its good intentions have bad results. Classical liberalism can only work for a short time like in a revolution from an already oppressive institution. But once separated from that institution, liberalism has to be restrained because liberalism is at its most dangerous in an environment of liberty. Liberalism is only useful as a short revolution solution when people are ruled by an institution that believes they are the grantor of the people's rights. That institution will succumb to the weakness 
of being liberal with their power and ruthlessly lord over people. When people have gained liberty from their oppressors, they have to put liberalism to rest and exercise conservatism through the filter of the law that came through Moses that protects people from each other and government. Rely on the grace that comes through Jesus for respecting the rights of others, not just because the law says we have to, but because we want to. Being conservative with power and ruling with restraint makes for a government that protects the people's ability to thrive. Liberalism doesn't want to be inhibited by laws. That's oppressive to liberalism. However, liberalism in government wants to be liberal with making laws. And even though liberal legislators are liberal with making laws, they don't like to be limited to or by the laws that they make for others to live by. Liberalism doesn't want to be inhibited by laws impeding what it feels entitled to. Thus, liberalism will demand laws that protect its so-called right to intrude upon others. That is the evolutionary course of liberalism. That's why Democrats don't like the Constitution. It limits them from being liberal with other people's liberty. Liberalism does not work in an environment of liberty. Liberalism doesn't adhere to a moral standard. For example, liberalism does not adhere to Christianity because when the word of God interferes with what they think they have the right to do, they take the liberty of taking the word of God in vain to say that God is okay with what they feel entitled to or say that only God can judge them and we can't say anything about it. Even though Jesus told us to rebuke the sinner and be on guard against sinners. Luke 17, 3. You have to be on your guard and no sin when you see it, especially your own. With the liberal interpretation of scripture, liberalism renders God being okay with slavery, abortion, same-sex marriage, income taxes, state-sponsored paganism, environmentalism, illegal immigration, etc. Christianity is already a liberating doctrine. It is the check and balance that tells us that a person cannot have what they think is a right at the forced expense of somebody else's. It is already a doctrine of liberty. If you try to be liberal with it, you will bring oppression, poverty, and murder. Oh, and AIDS, American Independence Deficiency Syndrome. Independence and liberty decay when people want their selfishness instituted for others to be ruled by. Liberalism takes liberty with God's thou shalt nots. Those are oppressive to liberalism. So it revolts or revises the meaning to suit its desires. This leads to oppressing others and being forced to facilitate what liberalism feels entitled to. Christian conservatism doesn't do this. Basically, Christian conservatism sticks to the script. God's script is perfect. It doesn't need some Hollywood liberal rewrite. God's script is the perfect script of liberty. Interpret it conservatively. Square it by itself. Stick to the script and liberty is better preserved.
Liberalism always leads to oppression. Conservatism is only oppressive when the doctrine is oppressive. Strict adherence or conservative interpretation of oppressive doctrine is going to result in oppression. That's natural. Systems such as Sharia or Nazism cause stigma concerning conservatism. They are considered conservatives, quote unquote, or even right wing, quote unquote. Why? It's because of strict religious adherence to their doctrine. That's not the fault of conservatism. Conservatism to a doctrine of oppression results in oppression. Conservatism to a doctrine of liberty results in liberty. Conservatism in the hands of oppression preserves the power for the oppressor who takes liberties with people's rights as the people atrophy from the state feeding off of them. Conservatism in the hands of liberty preserves the power of the people and keeps in place a government to protect the people's power from each other and from the state itself. The nature of liberalism does not result in liberty because ultimately it's only interested in its own and will demand the liberty to deprive another of theirs for what they feel entitled to. Liberalism is the left hook. Its dazzling rays of light that many people feed on are the satanic rays of self-satisfying selfishness. For the devil masquerades as an angel of light. Those seductive light rays of liberalism become longer rays of shadows that cover the people in darkness. The left hook has landed. The lights are going out. Are we going to stay down for the count?